Welcome to Carlton Fields' recruiting podcast from campus to council. I'm Jack Clabby, the hiring partner here at Carlton Fields, and with me as always is Ted Delcima. Ted, uh, how are things in uh, Miami today? Are they slightly hotter as they usually are than here in Tampa, Florida? Yeah, uh, it, it's scorching. Uh, I, I think the fact that we're indoors is definitely a blessing because as I stare outside right now, I, I, I feel the sweat already. So, but you know, Miami's beautiful. Uh, I'm excited. And as an old Tampa resident, I bet it's nice. I bet it's nice over there right now. It is, it is nice here. It, um, you know, it, we're getting ready in the summer here where when we're recording this podcast, we get our usual 15 minutes of rain from four o'clock to 4.15. And that's really, that's it. So we're, we're blessed to get the rain, um, but it's, you know, you really only need fractional ownership of an umbrella here in Tampa just for that 15 minute period. Um, so we're, we're talking today a little bit about, you know, we've been going through on the podcast, the life cycle of sort of associate recruiting or summer associate positions. And today we're gonna cover a bit about, all right, you've gotten the offer um, at a firm you like, hopefully, and you are starting as a summer associate at that law firm. You know, uh, talk me through some of the things that a summer associate arriving, kind of what, what would be good for them to know, Ted? Well, they got to know where their office is located. I know it sounds crazy, <laughs> but <laughs> I've actually, uh, on one occasion, uh, my summer associate program was, was with federal judge Beth Bloom. And I've never been, I had never been to the federal building. So I, I was, and this is why you budget time, Jack. You have to budget at least 30 minutes for your first day. I like and it. I was, thankfully I had my budget, but I was completely lost. I didn't know they were going to damn near, uh, you know, search me completely before allowing me upstairs. But the, the first step is knowing where you're going and understanding for the most part, what, what's expected of you of the first day. And that, that comes through the, the, the law firm you're working for. They're going to give you an itinerary. They're going to let you know, hey, we're going to go on training. We're going to do these things. And then the real work starts. And I think that's where we transition to substantive work versus, you know, like the social aspect of the summer experience. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the priority for a summer associate is, is that substantive work. We tell our yeah. summer associates that, you know, we can't promise you're going to love it, but we can promise you that you will know what the experience of being an associate at the law firm is like which I think is a really important distinction. We try to have a great time, like most summer associate programs at larger firms. They try to have fun, but the real goal here is to see if you like this lifestyle, if, if you like the law firm, um, and if we like you. So it's a sort of a two-way, we call it the handshake. It's the yeah. commitment that at the end of the summer, you're gonna know exactly what it's like to be an associate here, and then you can make an informed decision about, about where you go. We hope it's gonna be a lot of fun along the way. Um, and we'll check in with you periodically. Um, Ted, you want to talk a little bit about, you know, you know, okay, um, the, the sort of mentor and the buddy, how our firm does it, which I think is, is somewhat similar to how, how other firms do it. But what's, what's the mentor and what's the buddy? No, you know what? I, I was really shocked and excited. So uh, as a summer and even as an associate, you get, uh, uh, you get an associate mentor. Uh, and sometimes uh, you also get like an associate buddy. And then you also get a shareholder mentor. So it's pretty cool because the associate mentor is someone that's a little senior. Uh, it's an individual that a year, two, three years ahead of you. And they've been, they've been through the process. And, and 
they understand uh, the inner workings of the firm. And I'm going to focus on just like the summer experience, right? So yeah. as a summer, you might get a mentor that, and, and I've seen it both ways. You might get a mentor that's a, a summer that's been there or a returning clerk, or you might actually get a, a, an associate. And these are the people you can lean on to. You could say, you know what? This assignment's really kicking my butt. I'm not sure what to do about it. Um, I need some help. How do I research this? And the, uh, the, the, the buddy aspect, I see it in, in twofold, right? It's your peers. It's your summer associate class. It's the individuals that are going through it with you. You know, yeah. your buddies, the ones you could actually talk to off the cuff can say, hey, I'm working for so-and-so. Have you done this? Can you help me with that? And also it could be uh, staff. A, a, a lot of summer associates don't realize the backbone of every law firm is the paralegals and the assistance of the shareholders yeah. for whom you work with because they know exactly what that person wants and you want to make them your buddy and you want to utilize the associates and or sometimes through the summer program you get a shareholder um mentor yeah so i think that's right so it's for our um for the formalities of it and the way it operates in practice at law firms it's going to depend on the office to office and firm to firm but our firm has a pretty formal setup where you're given an associate buddy who is the person you ask for hey if i need to make a copy how do i do that or if i need binders where do i get them yeah. uh, i got a laptop but i can't find a laptop case so there's some practical questions that you should never feel embarrassed asking that's what the buddy's there for you're also given a partner mentor the partner mentor is a little more formal they're involved in your reviews usually you know you have questions for them you can ask them anything but a lot of our summer associates feel more comfortable asking the associate buddy it's kind of those questions first. We're pretty unique in that we assign a third individual at the law firm to each summer associate, and that's called our reader. And the job of the reader is to look at every piece of written work product um, that a summer associate creates and help them with it, give them feedback on it. So you're gonna have this structure where you get an associate buddy, you have a partner mentor, and then you also have another partner who's a reader of yours, who's focusing just on the written work product. And so you get a lot of good feedback, a lot of opportunity, um, to ask questions. Uh, you know, because we're a, primarily a litigation shop, our summer associates, you know, uh, of the 10 or so we might have each year, we've got um, the majority of them are going to be interested in our litigation practices. Uh, and so we get a lot of questions about clerkships. Um, as the clerkship um, sort of hiring has gotten more and more backed up, some of them actually start the summer associates with us already having federal or state clerkships lined up, which is sort of a more unique thing over the past few years. But we also get questions about how to use the summer to seed for clerkships. Um, and I think it's a really good idea for summer associates who are interested in clerking when they arrive at their law firm to ask around both the associates and the partners about who are some judges who might be hiring, who provide really good experiences and that the firm might be excited about. Uh, and whether the firm could, you know, could help them think through that clerkship process. That's something that I think a lot of summers will wait until the end of the summer or when they're back on campus as three L's before they start to surface that. And I think that's a missed opportunity for a lot of the summer associates um, who want to clerk. Um, Ted, you know, one other thing to think about, you know, we talk about this for associate development, but it's true a lot for summer associate development. What is this concept of becoming indispensable? What, do you, what, is that, what does that mean to you? What does that mean for the law firm? You want to put yourself in a position that the people you work for, uh, the firm, and your peers know that, you know, Ted, Ted Delcim is a hard worker. Ted Delcim is reliable. He knows what he's doing. He asks questions. He's malleable. So you want to be 
indispensable to this firm. You want to be someone that, you know what, it is a no-brainer. We're going to make Ted an offer following, you know, his summer associate experience. And it reminds me of a 2021 webinar, uh, webinar I, I attended called, actually, How to Become an Indispensable Associate. <laughs> and, 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 you know, it, it hit the nail right on the head. And it was a panel of, you know, senior partners, associates, and a moderator. And what they talked about, some of the qualities that are interchangeable for both summer associates and associates. And some of them I'm going to share briefly are consistency making sure you have a reliable schedule, right? Because for the most part, we get the summers, they, sometimes they might be taking a summer course or they might have family in town or whatever it may be. But make sure if you're, if you're going to be in the office, it's going to, if you create the schedule, if it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, be there Monday, Wednesday, Friday, of course, within boundaries. The second product uh, or the second uh, tool is to be reliable and put out good work product. And it's hard because, right? You're a summer associate. You're just really learning. How do you know if it's how do you know if it's good work product? Yeah. Well, it goes back to what Jack said. You know, you, you got your reader. Uh, you got someone that's there to give you feedback. The way you become indispensable is to actually welcome the criticism, ask for more feedback, and follow up. The the, the one thing I've seen, Jack, is a lot of the summer associates they might work on a project. Let's say it's writing this argument section for this uh, motion or this brief, they finish it, they set it and forget it, right? Yeah. They, they never follow up again. They don't know if it's been redlined. They don't know anything. What makes you indispensable is saying, you know what, Jack, I know I worked on this argument section for you. Um, is it okay if we go over my writing? What tips do you have for me? Yeah. Now that shows Jack that you care. That shows Jack you want to improve. And it, it, it makes you ultimately, as I said, indispensable. I love it. And I think that's the, so at the end of a, you know, if, if, if a summer associate is given a task, at the end of the task, it's, uh, the, can I get some feedback? That's okay. I think that's a great question. That's table stakes. The next cool thing would be, hey, can I work on the next phase of this project? Yeah. Then to me, the super level, which is one level even better than that is, I think the next stage of this project should be to weave this argument in with these next two arguments. I'd like to write those next two arguments for you. Can I do that and have it to you by Monday? Right. It's 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 showing me it's not just saying I want to do more, but then leaving it to me to define it. It's telling me what the next step is, because you just wrote a section of the brief. You probably know what the next section needs to be. Yeah. Let's have that conversation, like carry it forward. And then, uh, you know, the summer associates at the end of the summer who we're most excited to have back are the ones who tell us, I wish I could just start right now. And we tell them, I wish you didn't have to leave. <laughs> That's the kind of back and forth that you want. Now, some we don't do a rotational system through practice groups in our in our in our. Um, we try to have our summer associates come in and, and work like sort of real associates, where they're you know sort of they can do repeat work for the same partners and they can do repeat work for a practice group. This is less applicable if you know someone is um, working at a law firm with a rotational system. But you can you can if you know that you want to do. Let's say you want to do construction litigation and you want to be in our DC office. There's a group of lawyers who are there doing that. You work with some of the Miami folks, you work with some of the Atlanta folks, but you could, if you wanted to, work all summer with the construction litigation team, government contracts team in, in D.C. as if you were a real summer associate doing that. And at the end of the summer, you know, you'll be like, I want to start. I want to start. Let's get going. Why do I have to do my third year of law school? So that's what everyone's looking for. That's the goal. Yeah. 
of I think a well-run summer program is to have that feeling at the end of it. Um, social events, they're good and bad. They're good and bad. I love I love hosting them, right? I love hanging out with summer associates, but we all hear horror stories, Ted. What, what are some of the sort of tips and tricks for um, not getting enjoying them but not getting in trouble? I thought you were going to ask for the horror stories. I was like, Jack, I don't know. We no, might have no, to go no, offline. No. We might have to go offline, but some of, the tips, trouble. some of the tips are no-brainers, right? Well, yeah. again, I say that with a grain of salt. Uh, <laughs> some of the tips are know your minimum, know your, uh, know yeah. your audience. You know, if you're in a social setting, uh, we're assuming you're 21, you can drink. We want to make these things fun. Everybody has their guard down. Have a drink, have to, but know your limit. Know, know that, you know what, at the end of the day, this is my partner. This is my shareholder. Yeah. I am still under like a, a microscope. I'm still being looked at and I want to be able to compose myself and have fun. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. And I think, um, you know, we, we do sometimes events that we, that we didn't go well, not because of, of that aspect, but we had a, um, even this year, I think we had an outdoor scavenger hunt in June. Um, and the feedback we got on it was not great because it was like 100 degrees out. So I think we're done in the hot offices <laughs> doing outdoor scavenger hunts. But <laughs> so, so they don't always work. Um, the, the escape room, the indoor escape room probably would have been a better call uh, on that. So we don't always nail these things. But, it, but I think it's it, act professionally. Uh, it, but that can have a lot of meanings. Uh, and I think that's always good, too. Um, you know, we talk about fashion a lot, uh, Ted, you and I, but I think, you know, if you're invited to something, it's okay to ask questions like, can I bring a guest? Yeah, if it's unclear. Or, um, hey, what's the dress code for this place? All reasonable, all good questions. You should never um, feel uncomfortable. It's totally okay to ask those questions because nobody wants you to feel uncomfortable. We just may have forgotten to tell you what something was. Um, at the end of the day, though, the social events can help you get to know the firm better. Um, but what you're really being evaluated on is, uh, is the work product and the professionalism. That's far and away. I think people put a little bit too much stock and get too nervous about these social events. If you look around at a, at a, at a good, large, diverse law firm, there's all sorts of people who like to spend their time differently. Some people like to go to concerts. Some people like to go to dinner. Some people like to travel. Some people like to sit at home. Um, it, all of that's okay. You don't have to feel like, you know, the social events are meant to get to know folks better, but um, it's not, it, there's a lot of pressure put on it that really doesn't need to be there. Far and away, it's your written work product. And then after that, it's your, your spoken work product. And then far, far, far after that is anything that's social. Let's kind of wrap this by talking about getting an offer. Um, you know, it, it, it doesn't always come immediately because particularly, you know, we need to sit down and talk things through, but you, you, you get an offer and you have a certain amount of time to, um, to respond to it. Uh, it's this, uh, you, Handling that offer is really appropriate. If you want more time to think about it, you can ask for more time to think about it. But um, understand that, again, if there's some chance that you're going to be accepting this, just do it with, obviously, again, if I call you, Ted, and I make you an offer, the best thing in the world is if you tell me you're accepting immediately. But if you're not accepting, still show enthusiasm. Yeah. Tell me you want to see the written offer. Yeah, because then it's, it's like you're showing a different side of you because... You, you may have been enthusiastic and energetic in the interview. And then we're at the, you know, we're at the end, the tail end and uh, Jack makes you an offer and you're like, oh, okay, I have to think about it. Thank you. You know, like yeah. 
it, it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. So when, when you're thinking of accepting an offer and if you did, if you do need more time and I was one of the individuals that needed more time yeah. because shameless plug, I was waiting for Carlton Fields offer. So I had another offer made and I said, you know what I said? I was like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. Thank you very much. Um, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I am going through the OCI process, so I am interviewing with a lot of other firms. And out of respect for you and them, is it okay if I get a week or two before I make my decision? Yeah, that and that's true. I think Ted, that's right for summer for summer for summer hiring or OCI hiring. But in terms of if you spent the summer with us, mm -hmm. and at the end of the summer um, we're making offers to join us permanently, right? If you get our offer as a, as a three L at the end of a summer, um, you know the the typical path is to accept the offer. But if you want to go out and test the market as a 3L, just understand what the deadlines are um, and that the law firm who's making you the offer has spots that they want to fill too um, for permanent for permanent roles. So, so just be, be straightforward and be communicative to your law firm. And then if you do accept, remember what we said, um, we've said in prior podcasts is this is your firm. We've got nobody else we're helping. You're our people, right? Call yeah. us. If you're a 3L, you need a speaker, call us. You're a 3L. You've got an amazing 1L or 2L who we should be talking to for recruiting. Call us. You're a part of the team from that, from that day you accept, um, you know, until you choose to retire. So, so, so call us up and let's make it happen. So, well, thanks. Um, thanks, Ted, again, for helping out here. Um, and thanks, everybody, who tuned in to this, which was episode four of the Carlton Fields Recruit Recruiting Podcast from Campus to Council. And good luck, everybody, in the recruiting season. And we look forward to staying in touch.